I'm pretty excited about this week's podcast. I have probably one of the biggest lunatics coming on. I've never met Corey Philpop before. We chat to each other on social and stuff, but this man is taking a 45 kilo log and he is training for an Ironman distance triathlon. So just think about that before we say hello. A 45 kilo log for an Ironman distance triathlon. Like most people we talk to want to lose 45 kilos. You're strapping 45 kilos on and thinking, you know what? what what's an Ironman? What's an Ironman swim? It's three point eight. You've got your full marathon, and then you, how are you doing? The yeah, bike? so it's um 3.8k swim. Yep, 180k bike ride with a log, and then followed by finish with a marathon. With a log. With a log, yeah. I should say, how are you, mate? Because everyone's just gone, who is this? Corey <laughs> Philbot. It's like, so I'm sorry. I just keep, every time I picture that in my head, I start laughing. I've been watching your pictures on Insty. What is your Insty? Let's throw it out there now. Uh, it's Corey Philpot underscore. Beautiful. Mate, um, we might rip in and have a good chat. What do you reckon? Let's do it. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. I'm going to throw on the end of that 45 kilos of the worst swim, run, bike event that known to man. It's known as an Ironman distance triathlon. And I've got Corey here and he's decided to strap a 45 kilo log to himself. And the first thing I was going to know, how do you do that? And the second thing I want to know is why do you do that? Like they're probably the two biggest questions that people need to know here. So mate, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, I've come from, I come from a sporting healthy background stuff like that so it's all uh all was all good there and uh went down a path of drug addiction and obesity there and in, in my early <laughs> teens and um popped out the other end and when i popped out the other end i decided to well i basically got forced into running 21 k's at about would have been about 125 128 kilos wow i ran a half marathon with zero training now here i am doing this crazy stuff have you got some type of special genetical knee going there or what for what'd you say 100 25 kilos, no training, straight into a half marathon. Yeah, so basically, I, wow. I used to play a high level of uh, junior reps, rugby league, and stuff yeah. like that. And I went down when I exited reps once my pa passed away. He was like the big mentor in my life, and that's when I, um, you know, I really started to struggle as he was always there. He was taking to me to my games as like kind of like a father figure. Yep. And um, yeah, when he passed away, I decided to quit rep football and um, just go back to park football. And I guess like we'd all know what park football is a little bit like when you get a bit rowdy with your mates, but I just took it to the next extreme. So in a year, I ended up putting on Putting, yeah, close to 40 kilos I would put on in a year. Wow. Yeah, then I had a whole year of just partying and, and drinking, like, and taking taking drugs midweek. Like, it was getting pretty serious. And, um, School nights, wow. Yeah, and I was living at the Sutherland Shire then, so down there in Cronulla. I needed a change. And I knew that deep down, but the group I was surrounded with was um, not a good influence. I was driving home from a bender one night. I'm sorry if I'm telling this whole long story. No, but, man, I love it. Um, it. It would inspire a lot of people and because um, I imagine there's a lot more people in the same situation that they're stuck. I was driving stupid enough driving home from a bender on a Sunday afternoon. I'd been gone for about you know four days. I saw a train station and I pulled over to the side of the road and me and my old man, we never had a good relationship growing up. My mum and him got divorced and I was sick. So, um, you know, I was in contact with my dad, but the relationship wasn't there that I, that, you know, every son needs from their father. You know, I rung him and if he hadn't have answered the phone, um, 
I probably wouldn't be here today. I said to him, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. And then he said to me, if you want to change, you'll, you'll come and move out with me and live with me. My dad's side of the family, they're all really healthy, um, really fit. A couple of them are ultra marathon runners and, you know, Australian representatives and stuff like that in running. So it's, uh, you know, pretty good environment to be around. I moved out to the Blue Mountains been about five years ago now, four years ago now. So ever since that moment, it was about six months in moving out here and there. And I was I was losing weight, you know, it was it was good and I was putting it back on and I wasn't taking things too serious. My dad, he's a like known ultra runner out here and you know he runs all these crazy distances and he woke me up at remember I remember it so vividly. I, I could not even run about a K or two Ks. We have this thing called the river run a river run and it's a six kilometer loop and I couldn't even make it to one side of that. It would be one point five Ks. I couldn't even run that. My old man woke me up in the middle of winter and it was 4.30 in the morning and he goes, get up. I've already got your stuff packed. I'm sick of you being a fat shit. We're going to run a half marathon. I got up and it was, I think it was like minus three, minus four. I went up and I ran a half marathon that morning. And ever since then, just changed my life. Wow. Bit of tough love. You don't see a lot of that these days. No, no, you don't. No. And do you think that was a defining moment for you, tough love, like you needed tough love to move on? or That was the kick up the butt I needed. But yeah. the, the big thing I really like took out of that was I was always so used used to at a younger age, you know, when you're coming through those junior reps in football and you're just constantly training, 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 training. I was always used to pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself. So yeah. I loved that. Like I always had a deep passion for that. But when I went down my bad path, I lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And running that half marathon, finishing it and collapsing on the floor because I cannot walk, I was like, Oh, I miss this. Like, <laughs> that is awesome. That, if I can do that with zero training, yep. what can I do with a bit of training? Amazing. And then here we are now. Amazing. Did your dad run run it with you or was he there with you or did he do his bit? Yeah, he ran that? it with me that morning. Yeah. yeah. He, he ran it with a friend of that morning. You know, they're oldies. They like to stop and take scenic pictures and yeah. stuff like that and get a selfie. And I said, I ain't stopping for a selfie. I need to keep on going because if I stop, I'm not starting back up again. And it says here that you're, um, outside of being an extreme athlete, which we'll jump in a second, since you're a world record holder. So you've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, what just this March we are. Just this March, I completed the world's strongest marathon. Where we are, I pulled a car for forty-two kilometers to break the world record by. I think it was like three and a half hours or something. Yeah, there's actually a record for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, I need to actually explain this because yeah, it's you not do a, because I'm. Well, I've got so many pictures going through Guinness. my head right now. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a certified thing through Guinness. So there's a guy called Ross Edgley. You may have heard of him before. Yeah. You know, he he first created the world's strongest marathon where he pulled a 1.4 ton car for 42 kilometers and he did it in 19 and a half hours and I thought that was phenomenal and I actually saw that going through my bad stage I read his book called The World's Fittest Book back when I was 17 and always had it in the back of my mind and that's how the world's strongest marathon came about I um I read his book again when I started getting fit again just at the start of this pandemic at the start of 2020 I um oh, sorry, sorry the start of 2019 it would have been I said in 2021 I'm going to be completing the world's strongest marathon yeah we uh I ended up training I did a couple I think I did one training run I pulled the car for like 100 meters after pulling it for 100 meters I said yeah I can do this stop it and um and did you yeah. actually run a marathon at this phase at this stage did you done a marathon distance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done I'd done ultras and stuff like okay. that I'd, I'd been down I, I was down to 100 I'd, when I was losing all that weight when I picked up running for a good couple of years there all I did was run and just strength training so I got down to about 85 kilos there so I'd lost the 40 that I put on yep. during the world's strongest marathon you know as we I gained heaps of weight to weight weight pulls weight when you're pulling vehicles and trucks and stuff like that so put on a fair bit of weight for that and muscle mass but um yeah that was pretty crazy because Ross actually it's 
actually not a Guinness World Record have a thing called the world's strongest marathon, but it's not the same weight as Ross Edgley pulled. It's actually a 900 kilo car. Oh, sorry, 750 kilo car, which is half the weight of what Ross pulled. And um, my whole thing was, look, I look up to Ross. You know, Ross is a guy that I look up to. And if I'm going to beat someone, I want to beat him. So I had the opportunity to pull a 750 kilo car yeah. and get the Guinness World Record, or I had the opportunity to beat someone who is a um, you know solidified you know world-renowned extreme athlete. So that's what I decided to do, and I decided to actually pull 100 kilos more than Ross just to see what I could do. So yeah, I ended up pulling 1.5 ton for 16 hours and 12 minutes, I think it was. Uh, did he yeah. reach out to you at the end of it? No, he hasn't reached out yet. But pe- heaps of people Come tagged. Come on, Ross, get on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure he's seen before we jump into what you're doing next I, I need to talk about this a bit longer because i can't go to sleep tonight if i don't and i i'm just picturing myself lying in bed now going how the fuck did you organize that like what, what did you do what made me start how do i train for that which you didn't which is good to see and where am i doing that like you're you're talking a fair distance here and you're pulling a car at what speed yeah i was pulling it at about i think it was we were going at about five k's an hour or four k's an hour so it was still it was really really slow and obviously it slowed down as time went on because you get fatigued and stuff like that but the thing with that was it? um i did at this place called jemison park it was a 1.5k loop and mm-hmm. we just kept on going around and around until i think it was 31 laps we had to do we did 31 laps but there was a little hill in my course which just killed me every single time Wow! <laughs> every single time Wow, I'm just visualizing how bad that would be. I went to actually speak to a lot of experts and, well, experts in, you know, the health and fitness industry and, you know, uh, nutritionists to try and get nutritional advice. Like, we can't, unless we're out there testing you, we don't know how much you're losing. Like, I had a people reach out, would you like to, you know, help write my program for this? And they're like, we don't want to be the reason why you fail. You know, mm. this is a pretty big thing and we don't want to, yeah, be the reason why you fail. So, like, you know what? I'll coach myself and I'll see, uh, I'll see where I can get with it. And yeah, it was pretty, pretty solid. We, it was just a test everything was just testing you know before the event we had only pulled it i'd only pulled the car 15 kilometers leading into the event so i had to almost triple it going into the event and um you know there was a lot of sponsors that were sponsoring the event uh saying oh are you sure you can do it are you sure you can do it and it's just yeah it was crazy Mate, i even had i even had family members in my inner circle saying to me are you sure you don't want to change the date you know and i was like no nah, we're doing it and i think they just need to look in your eyes because you've got the look in your eyes oh, i'm doing it. i can <laughs> see that straight away so tell me something did um did you meal during that did you stop did you just con- was it continuous or was it you against time with breaks how'd you do it yeah so we ended up deciding to do so we had decided to do three laps which was four 4.5 Ks every hour. And what would happen is we would have, um, we would do three laps yep. and I should have maybe a 15, 20 minute break and then we'd go again. And we did that for, I think the first three hours we ended up doing that and I was just getting way too fatigued. I started cramping, um, everything, everything started going wrong that you wouldn't want to go wrong that early in an event like that and um that's when the mental toughness side of things really you know just had to take over um and then we ended up stopping every single lap we ended up stopping and i had someone there with a phone timer for 45 seconds every single lap i had someone there with a timer and we'd stop we'd have a break i'd get um magnesium rubbed into my muscles um i'd have a quick bite to eat and would go again wow and yeah so as soon as that 45 seconds sometimes it felt like the shortest 45 seconds of my life i'm like oh shit i need to go again (laughs) Wow. That's yeah. just, and do you know, like, do you know how many calories you ate that during that? 
event? Did you keep yeah, track of all that? They actually, one of my mates calculated it. Who was he? Was the guy I had a mate come out and he was a registered nurse, so he was doing all the first aid and stuff for yeah, me. And right. he um he came out and he stood next to me for the whole sixteen hours. And I had a bottle of um, Demonade and Tailwind in one bottle. And then in the other bottle, I ended up having just water. And every single um, every single lap, he would walk beside me and tell me when to drink. He'd just shove it in my face saying, you need a drink, you need a drink, yeah, you need a drink. Great. So he was basically the person that was keeping me in mind of that. And I ended up having, I think it was 7,500 calories or something like that that I consumed through fluids and solids. It was mainly all fluids that I was consuming. When I finished the event, I went and did a, went and went to the men's room and uh, it was clear as day. So no yellow. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And um, post-event, how'd you go? Did you have a lot of issues and problems or bounce No, it was up? actually, like muscle soreness-wise, I was actually surprisingly really good. The only thing that really affected me was um, my legs. I was bending down over a lot and um, my knuckles were rubbing on my quads, you know, because I was trying to keep my back upright. With my knuckles rubbing in on my quads, I ended up getting blisters under the skin between the muscle and, um, and the skin layers on my quads. Wow. And yeah, I could barely bend my legs. That's what hurt the most. Yeah. Wow. Things you wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I woke up the next day after it and I was like, what the hell's going on? I, I almost couldn't even bend my legs. Like that's how sore it was. Yeah. So that was at the beginning of COVID, wasn't it? You did yeah, that? that was, well, that was at the start of this year. Yeah. Well, so yeah, March, 2020, the 3rd of March. And let, let's rip into this <laughs> Ironman distance triathlon with a 45 kilo log. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask, is that, is that some type of precedent there or do you just sit in a chair and go, I've got a great idea. Look at that piece of wood over there. What does it weigh? Well, um, same thing. There's a couple, there's a handful of people that I'd seen. And this is another thing that bounces back to Ross Edgley. You know, it's in, it's in the same thing. It's in the world's fittest book. Okay. And, um, but the thing is, it's not an Ironman distance triathlon. Now I think I've, from the research that I've done, I've found four people that have done an Olympic distance triathlon with a 45 kilo log with a hundred pound tree. Okay. And um, I'm going, oh, yeah, Olympic distance triathlon sounds cool, but everyone's already done that. So I'm like, let's triple it and let's do a – Let's do an Ironman. So we're doing an Ironman now just to try and up everyone else again and see so where you, see what the human body's capable of. So have you got your favorite piece of 45 kilo wood that's going everywhere with you or uh, <laughs> are you picking up new bits every time you go out? What's how? What's it yeah, look like? What are my, you doing? I've got my favorite piece of timber with me. Yep. She's always strapped to the backpack that I've got on. We've just finished. We've just finalized the harness testing, which is good, which has got done uh, early, late last week. Sorry. Yeah, I've lacquered her up and we put oil in her. So she floats when we swim and because um, I'll be dragging her behind me. And uh, yeah, so, so everything's you're, just. You're dragging it behind you for the swim. You're strapping yep. it to your back for the. For the bike and like, the run. For the bike. Same, same harness. Yep. Same system, yeah, same system. What hurts yeah. the most wearing that? My back, actually. The lower back, just all that strain on the lower back, you just got to um, really take care of it and maintain it. No, I think staying on your, trying to stay on your toes while you're running on your forefoot, while you're running, your calves start burning up. But those are all things that we'll be working on over the next 13 weeks. But um, I think the, the ones things actually I've noticed the other day, I went and did a 6K run with the tree. The new backpack that we've got that's actually holding the log is rubbing against my spine. And I've actually put a hole in my body science shirt because of it, actually. And it was rubbing so much that I actually started to get blisters and burns on the middle of my back and it put it because I put a hole in my shirt yeah so um we got to try and um come up with a system whether it's body rub or body glide whatever uh put it on my back to try and stop it from rubbing that hurt the most the other day I didn't notice it till I got in the shower actually 
Wow. Is it really important to look at the shape of a piece of wood when you're going to get that intimate with it? Well, I don't want it to be super long. Yep. You know, so we've got a hardwood out there. I'm not too sure what hardwood it is. We literally just, I was going for a walk one day and I saw something that was already cut down. Yep. I go, that's it. That's it. And I weighed it and it was about 50 kilos. So I just cut the end off and that's your piece that was of wood. it. I've kept, I've kept that same timber <laughs> ever since. Wow. So what are you focusing on? Oh, I've got a million questions. This is going to become a question of thought on you watch. Uh, are you focusing more on the run, the bike, or the swim with the piece of wood? Mainly the run. Mainly the run. Mainly the run. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to focus, like in training, I would focus. Swimming's a bit hard right now because in Sydney everything's locked down. Yeah, okay. We've yeah. gone for we've gone for one swim, but um, we need a boat support to where that where that swim is. So I think in the next couple of weekends we'll head out on the boat again and do another swim. The swim thing I'm not too worried about. The bike I'm not too worried about. It's just going to be tough with all that sitting on on that saddle for you know eight or nine hours yeah. with that amount of weight. And then the main thing we've been trying to focus on is just going from the bike to the run. Um, a lot of people say that transition is one of the that's hardest hard in the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's the main thing we've been trying to focus on. And with the run, it basically all comes down to strength work. So we've for the run, we've been running and running's cool, running running's good, but if I don't have the strength to my back doesn't have the strength, my legs don't have the strength to be able to carry that forty five kilo log for, you know, seven hours potentially, then it's going to be a horrible day so mainly the strength work is the stuff we've really really been focusing on and what type of um exercise are you doing to combat that just your general, general squats deadlifts yeah. hamstring curls all that nordics and stuff like that really i'm really being really really trying to focus on and it's good because we're coming straight out of the carpool into this stream and well where i'm still trying to focus on the posterior chain you know core strength is is vital as well i'm not standing there doing you know bodybuilding shoulder press bicep curls and all that stuff i'm really really trying to dial into where i hurt the most and where i need the most work done yeah wow and you're spending a lot of time with physios and chiros etc uh physio i go and get a checkup here and there whenever i feel a tiny little niggle yeah grateful to have my physio sponsor up there yeah acupuncture okay. you can get acupuncture once a week does the trick yeah nice good way yeah. to find your thing isn't it yeah acupuncture has been a treat to me um especially because i do feel major soreness in that posterior train and always feel and any amount of rolling and stretching i do still isn't enough for the workload to keep it as loose as it needs to be Hey team, it's Greg from Body Science here. The Hydroxyburn Shred is back on shelf. It's our new therapeutic, has all the taste. And if you're looking for a better thermogenic, we've really pushed for the pursuit of a better thermogenic. Full disclosure on the labeling. What do we mean? Caffeine levels have changed. We all know the rules have changed. The ingredients have changed. The claims have changed. We have a clean label with premium quality ingredients for you. So what does that mean for you? You can look at things like metabolism, energy, sugar metabolism, fat metabolism, cognitive function, thyroid, and just general health and well-being. And it's all on the label if you're taking a fat burner now and it doesn't say it on the label have a look at it and go why get on board this um ironman distant triathlon with 45 kilo log is called a tree man or is that your nickname yeah that's my nickname because uh, i officially I, I rate it just quietly yeah i, like <laughs> I shouldn't it. be calling it an iron man because i, I might yeah. get in the legal battle so yeah we are um, man it is just looking at the why here like probably people are sitting here going okay i see what he's doing what he's doing and, and i mean you did paint a pretty cool picture of where you've been and what, where you've come from and what you want to be now there's a lot of things you can do in life without carrying a 45 kilo log yeah. in an event that most people will never do themselves what's the driver what's the purpose here i think to inspire people you know, there's a lot of people out there that do find it tough just to go out and do a 1K run, mm. a 2K run. And if someone sees me pulling a log 
pulling a car for a marathon, whatever, then they can go, shit, if he can do that, I can do my run, you know? Or I can go to I can go to the gym. If they see me getting up at 1 a.m. in the morning to go and work out before I have to go to work, then they'll get inspired by that. And I, I think it's a really, uh, I guess, I don't know why I have these thoughts of like personal, it's these personal goals that I, that I want to set myself up for, you know? It's, it, you know, it could be a little bit... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? A little bit uh, selfish to say that I, I want to see myself as I want people to look at me one day as one of the fittest people that have ever lived, potentially, you know, as he's done X, Y and Z in all these different categories. And is that an ultimate goal of mine? Yeah. And I'm happy to say it out loud. And, you know, you can cop hate for, for saying stuff like that. But I, I think care about it's the um, bring on bring on what you're doing. The inspiration yeah, that's is just worthy that's it i just I, I really just want to inspire others to you know take that initial step in their fitness and um if that means me pulling a log and doing all this crazy stuff for that to happen then then i think i've done my job are you are you sharing this with you know closed groups are, are you i know you've got you um i catch you on insta all the time and your photos are really inspirational i love what you do but are you are you getting the message out to a broader community or is it you got to do the event prove yourself and and then the story comes after how, how have you um set yourself up for this well, i've just been posting on my social media and that's how things that's how i've normally just rolled up not a really big social media and media person i just try and um get myself out and talking to people like you on podcast get the message out there and i'm not really so tech savvy to be honest and all of that stuff but i do get a lot of messages from people through social media saying oh thank you like you've inspired me especially especially post the events like the post the world's strongest marathon my dms just went absolutely crazy for months and months and months of saying i've inspired people and blah blah Obviously, things have died down now and, you know, need to get the momentum rolling again into this next. We've got 13 weeks to go. I think the last thing I did with with the carpool, I it's a bit hard now getting people involved. But with the carpool, every time I had a training on with the car, I would ask people to come down and, you know, run or walk laps with me. Yeah, and nice. yeah. I had hundreds of people come down from and I was just posting in, you know, community groups of near where I live saying, hey, come on down. And I had hundreds of random people just come down. And on event day, we had, you know, I think it was like a couple thousand or whatever come down and, you know, see me over the whole event and walk a couple Ks. And people had actually stayed the whole time and walked to their first marathon with me. Wow. And I was pulling the car. I said, if you can pull the car, I can walk the whole thing with you. And, That's you know, amazing. things like that, things like that that I see, it's a bit hard these like right now with COVID and all that stuff going on to do that kind of stuff but when that stuff kind of happens it's like yeah I'm doing I'm doing my job right it's really fulfilling and then also getting my job done what I've set out to do is another goal in itself nice and man obviously you uh, you mentioned a second ago that you still work during the day it's not just all train 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 what uh, what keeps you busy during the day yeah I'm a carpenter Carpenter, nice. Yeah, I'm. A, is, that um, wood, is, is that where the wood came from? Forty-five kilo piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you um, did say I, um, you took the edges off it to bring it back to forty-five kilos, so you got some skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, um, I actually specialise in staircases. So yeah, I work for a staircase company. It's a pretty, uh, pretty taxing job. Pretty taxing on the body. But um, so one day my goal is to just brought, just got an uh, athlete manager on board. So potentially I can hopefully, uh, maybe in the next six months or so take this on full time. Yeah, nice. Which um, be deal. phenomenal. Great to hear. Are you out there talking to young kids stuck in drugs and stuck in stuck in the rut and not knowing whether have you have any groups reach out to you to about your story to come and mentor? Or is are you doing yeah. anything in that space? Yeah, so we actually um been talking to a couple of footy clubs, yeah. young teams out there. Yeah. And um and then also we had a couple of things lined up with uh PCYC, mm-hmm. if you've heard of that. Yeah. And um great organization. Yeah, all the events that um, you know, fallen through because of all the COVID stuff that's been going on. So yeah, it's okay. that stuff gets a bit tough. It's tough 
enough at the moment to do all that stuff, you know, with underprivileged people that, um, you know, I'd like to target to that you know, come from that have their own struggles are um but sometimes some of them don't have access to Wi Fi to do Zoom and stuff like that. So it's a bit tough with the PCYC right now. Yeah, no, it's definitely something footy season's cancelled and no one's going down to the club sheds and all that stuff. So it's tough right now, but definitely once um I'll be looking to do more talks once everything opens back up, we'll be out there in the community trying to spread the message on um on exactly that. Mate, if there's any um, community leaders out there or any sponsors that want to contact you, how do they get you? Yeah, well they can actually if community leaders just want to talk to me to come have a chat two people just contact me directly you know I've just my instagram's open that's where i do that's where i actually do all my all my business which is cory philpot underscore so and, philpot um, is spelled p-h-i-l-l-p-o-t-t yep yep and any, any sponsors want to come jump on board and um they can reach out to advisors for athletes and just ask for ricardo and he can, he can sort you out with that so if they just google advisors for athletes yeah advisors for athletes and they can um they're, they're helping me out with everything like that right now so because it's been a bit difficult for me going in um as an individual person you know doing this crazy stuff everyone sees my emails and go yeah whatever get real yeah they well, don't until, it's until they see photos and videos that they go oh shit this is actually it is hard to visualize i'll give you that little heads up yeah it is yeah uh, a couple of the pictures you've sent me recently i'm just going wow I can't even contemplate that. Like it's the whole idea of what you're doing is so inspirational. Truly, truly inspirational. Well, mate, what have you got out? So what are you weighing at the moment? Me? I'm weighing in at 96 at the moment. Weighing myself this morning. So and- we're dropping the kilos for this event. Yep. But I'm um, trying to keep maximum strength. So during the World's Strongest Marathon, I went up to 116 kilos. Mm-hmm. So I put on a bit of beef there and I was looking chunky and it's time to uh, time to take it all down. By the time the event comes in about 13 weeks, I should be around 92, 91 kilos. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there comfortably. So um, see what happens. And what are you, let's look at your day on a plate. What are you doing on a plate these days? Yeah, so I've actually got a meal sponsor, Athletes Nutrition. Yeah, and nice. um, just have some protein and yogurt in the morning. Yep. Got my BSE lean low carb shake coming right up. And I've got my uh, ultra shred that I have in the morning. And then I've got, um, and I'll have like for lunch, it might be a, you know, a tandoori chicken and broccoli. And uh, for dinner, it might be, you know, lamb Slovakia with broccoli and beans and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Portuguese chicken with potatoes, just whatever I feel like that week, I'll put it on order and I'll yep. get it sent to me. And I'll um, I'll down it in my stomach because so, during so the world conservative on the calories there yeah definitely yeah Yeah, okay so you're trying to lose so you're actually doing weight loss while you're training for this yeah yeah yep yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm feeling very, very tired. Don't you worry. Yeah. Very tired. Wow. And, and then um, people have also got to acknowledge that you're doing eight hours on the tools as well. Yeah, yeah. And I've just <laughs> on had a good a day. Eight hours on a good and day. I've, yeah. And I've just had a newborn. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just had my second child. She was born a week ago. Congratulations! Oh, wow. That's a newie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're doing exceptionally well. Yes. Yeah, averaging about maybe four hours sleep a night. So yeah. right. Well, good time for planning. <laughs> Let's put that down to planning. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, nah, but no. during the World's Strongest Marathon, I was on a seafood diet. Like I was just eating everything. everything yep. Anything I could get my hands on. If I was hungry, I'm just eating it. Even sometimes when I wasn't hungry, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get this meal in today. And uh, I was just down it, and I ended up putting on. Yeah, I think I put on like 12 kilos and that. Yeah. Look, I know. Um, you're about to do something crazy with the 45 kilos. I'm just going to say that all day. Someone, someone at Body Science, come in and tell me they're having a bad day today. I got, I got the answer for you. <laughs> um, this is probably a really stupid question, but people like you normally know this. What's next? What's next? Well, we got the tree, man. Yeah, I know that's huge. I mean, that's there's a focus yeah. for the next 13 weeks. Yeah, we've got um. 
we've got a couple things in the pipeline, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to tell. I have to tell you off air. Secret they're, stuff. Uh, okay, cool. They're still they're still a bit uh, secretive at the moment. Yeah. Because I don't want people to. Even though people might not um, might not steal them, I think that um, they take a lot of planning, so they might not actually come to fruition. But they're just goals that we have over the next five years. Yep. Which um, yeah, I'll tell you about them off air. So are, crazy. You, are you talking about there's going to be a worldwide tree man series? You're going to see thousands of athletes <laughs> rock up with 45 kilo logs on their back and do an Ironman? I might have to. I might have to. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> so where are you actually in just finishing up? So if anyone's out there, that um, when are you kicking off your um, tree man? We're going to do it on the 11th, 11th of December. 11th of December. And where's that happening? It's going to be around Penrith area. Yep. Penrith area. So Penrith local area is where we'll do it, um, you know, depending on we're looking at all options at the moment, but with everything that's going on, it's going to have to stay local. We were going to do it out in the eastern suburbs in Bondi. We're mapping out a course out there. But um, yeah, I think it's going to, the way things are going, we're planning to head local. If things open up and we can expand the event, we will definitely end up doing that. You are. I would love everyone to jump on board. We're working with Fund My Challenge too. Oh, you so, are? With walks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yep. Dan's recently brought me on board. so here are. And that's up, up on the platform now? It's not up on the platform yet. I okay. think we were just speaking to Dan and that the other day. We're just trying to figure out what charity we're going to get onto. Yep. And we'll go from there because we ended up raising $45,000 for child abuse last event, which is so good. So not only are you doing all this inspirational stuff, you're actually raising money for others as well. You are an incredible human. Yeah. Hey, you have to. You have to raise money through these things. They they bring uh, awareness on a global scale. So you have to uh, raise awareness to things where where they matter. That's, and did the boys find you, or did you find the boys? Yeah, Dan reached out to me. Uh, it's been a couple months ago now, yeah. just after the world's strongest marathon. And Dan said, oh, "I love what you're doing because I think he saw that we raised the forty five grand." And I just did that. I had no one. The thing I learned about this event, Greg, is that I was the, working full time, mm-hmm. the father, the athlete who was training, mm-hmm. and the event organizer. I was trying to look for sponsors. I was trying to get um trying to get donations in yeah. everything, TV interviews, podcasts everything yeah, I was just department. and I realized that um, the athlete needs to be the athlete and <laughs> you need to get an event organizer just to organize everything for you and that was one of the toughest things you know that I had to do but it was a good lesson like I learned the ins and outs of what it takes to run an event like that yeah. you know yeah. at, at that kind of scale so it was good good learning experience do I want to do it again no not really but if I have to I will Corey you are truly inspirational man that is um that's next level I'm um I mean I've been to Kona to see an iron man you know what i mean and that is yeah. truly truly inspirational what you're doing is next level like it is absolutely next level and um mate, go get it that's all i can hey, say fingers crossed fingers crossed we can get it done in, re- in a respectable time what is your time you're aiming at you throwing that out there yet or not yeah well i think we're looking at at least 17 hours which i think is a pretty respectable time especially with the log on my back man my ultimate goal just to be to get it done in no one's ever done it before so there's no set time but you know the ultimate goal is to get it done within cutoff time of an official ironman but i'd like to we're really going to push and we've we've calculated the times and stuff like that that i've been getting so far and i think we can get between 16 and 17 hours if all nutrition and everything goes to plan you are a weapon that's all i'm going to say uh anybody who wants to catch you do you put your um, email address out anywhere? Yeah, yeah. So it's philpotcory at gmail.com. So P-H-I-L-L-P-O-T-T-C-O-R-E-Y at gmail.com. Yeah, if any sponsors want to reach out, they can hit me there too and I'll just forward it on. Get on board. Unless you've got some last words for someone or someone you really want to thank for being there for you 
and we'll start with your partner. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's right. amazing. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, she puts up with a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is one incredible person. Well, thanks for coming on board. Thanks for um, being part of our podcast. And I, uh, I'll put all in the show notes below. I'll put in all your contact details. I believe some people may want to contact you after having a listen. I appreciate it, Greg, and thanks for having me on. I truly appreciate it. It was no worries, fun, mate. It's awesome. Thank you.